Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is me, man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andres Podcast, the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, folks. I'd like to thank my buddy Sean for showing up today again. Uh, it's very good to see you. Uh, we've been off for five days. It's been up and down, uh, crazy, busy week. Uh, I first want to give a shout out to Crazy himself, Andre. Uh, he celebrated his 45th birthday on Thursday, and he's been taking the last three, four days off, but he's had a lot of fun with his family, and we went out to the glass house. That was he had a good birthday. It was I think, good. I believe. It was good. I went out to eat with my sister and her husband and the kids, my nieces and nephews. We went to Tupelo Honey, nice barbecue honey, chicken restaurant with all types of different foods. I had the meatloaf, which was really good. It was. Then you went out to dinner with your dad or lunch one day. The, the, that that was the day. Before? Actually, I'm sorry. This my sister and her husband. I went to to Stella's Lounge, and that was fun. I had the tacos, burning tacos, great tacos. They're it was they're burning known, his ass after that one. Pretty much, they're known for the burgers. They're smash burgers. They're if you go want to go anywhere on a Thursday night, get a deal, buy yourself a beer and a hot dog. I think it's a half off the price. Well, Andre hasn't been doing much smashing lately. I know he'd like to, but. Hey. Hey. And then you went to the Whitecaps game last night. Yes. Did you end up getting some wieners? Yeah. On those great gift uh, $60 uh, value that I gave you in coupons? Yeah, I appreciate it. Some big that was wieners. fun. Yeah. Yeah. And they won. They're five straight. Five straight. Uh, two White games caps. out. Two games out of the playoffs. They celebrated their thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. Uh, and that was per- do they do that every every night? Friday? Every Friday do that. And I told them to go fly a kite on Thursday. There you go. Yeah, you did. You quit. Yeah. All they were because, bitching about my tiger's hat. All because they were flustered with your tiger's hat. Yep. It was a nice tiger's hat. It had the white caps. I didn't get that. Could you try? It? I like about that white caps hat that you had. Yeah. It looked like that. No, that I mean, that tiger's hat that he had. It has the white caps colors to it. Yeah, it's actually for the Father's Day. Yeah, it was cool. It's in blue. And why they kicked you out? I don't know. They don't like you there. You're yeah. a nice guy. You're on. You're in. You're in that elevator, just putzing around. You stay out of the way and you do your job. And they're short staffed because all the high schoolers and college kids are going back to school. Oh. So, so you think they would have wanted to keep me for 15, 16 days? Yeah, but they didn't. No. Nope. So, folks. It is what it is. You know, I got my job back at Papinos. Yeah, you are. So It's great. Downtown. excited about that. But downtown it's only it's within walk. It's within walking distance. So you'll be hearing about it. You know, we got some good deals coming out, I'm sure. And my first day is the Monday night concert. Zach Bryan. Oh, yeah. Back. And then the Lions are playing Friday. I'll be there Friday. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. It's good times. Sean Fine got his job bag at Pepino's. He just has to keep down his little F-bombs here. Well, I'm not drinking anymore, so it don't matter. Yeah, you are. How many months? Almost, it's almost seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yeah. That's awesome. And I don't have to worry about, you know, all that good shit anymore. So and life how, is good. And how's your AA, AA meetings going? And We went to one last night. Yeah, I mean, went. it wasn't the one that I was in Lowell, but. You gotta make different changes to do whatever you gotta do, so Exactly. So that's good. If you have any drinking problem or substance abuse problem, go find help, go talk to somebody, get that done as fast as possible so that you can move on and make your life more positive. And it would be more positive if baseball players would stop doing or making errors on the field <laughs> so the guys on first don't make it all the way to third. That's one thing I noticed about baseball. The baseball, not only is the batting average down, not only is the RBA, RBI is down, and all these trades, like I'm watching this game right now, are the Marlins, and Bell, who once was with the Nets, got traded to the San Diego Padres, now is with the... Oh, Josh Bell? He's yeah, with the Josh Nationals, Bell. Yeah. He's with the Pirates... Yeah, he's only like three or four different teams. Well, he, well, the Nationals, San Diego, and now, now the Marlins, and he's a big boy, but he can't hit a baseball. 
I mean, I feel like with baseball, it's kind of like, you, you know, you get a lot of these guys that are just making a lot of errors. Uh, pitchers can't stay in a game longer than six innings. I know a lot of people out there are more than happy that baseball is speeding up a little bit. But I would like to see pitchers throw at least three or four different pitches, especially the starters. That And they have to cut down on these errors. These errors, and you when you're in the major league at level, if that was 20 or 30 years ago, you would have been brought back down to triple A or double A baseball, regardless. Well, look, remember what you said, though. The runs, lots of runs are being scored now. And I honestly thought Max Scherzer, which was going to blow his first start for the Texas Rangers on Thursday or Wednesday, whatever day it was, Wednesday or Thursday, but – and they went down three nothing, but the Rangers came back and freaking ended up winning the game. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but you know Scherzer and Verlander. Verlander's back at the Asteroids. They Verlander are, got a loss today, or no decision, one of the two. Yeah, it probably was, and no, I don't know, I can't tell. But I tell you this, I feel it's Scherzer and Verlander, even though they're not on the same team no more. They're in the same division. Yeah. So they're going to be fighting for the first and second place. They're both in the pl- – so they're going to have at least a few more games against each other. And I'll look that up while we talk here. But, you know, that – the battle is still going to be there. Yeah, of course. But what I was saying, though, these two pitchers sometimes start slow and get hotter and warmer as the game goes through. So that game 3-0 – that Washington, I mean that uh, that Texas came back. That means nothing because that's what baseball is about. Pitchers giving up three, or four runs within the first three innings, and then they still stay in, and then they don't get the win or loss. They're just a no decision. Which you know, thirty, forty years ago, pitchers would not be considered any good if you kept going with no decisions. Or taking the loss. So, there you go. So, Texas has only... Texas and Houston only have three games left playing each other. Um, Houston is two two games back. Um, three plus 49... Or 60... 63 plus 49 is 112 minus... 162 is 50 game or 48 games left, and they only play each other three times. So yeah, it's going to yeah. be based on what they do with everybody else. Well, lately the Texas Rangers have been struggling, and the Astros have been kind of like in the wave of not great but not bad. They're kind of 500 to me. I've noticed that Texas has not been struggling. They won four straight till today. Yeah, but I mean. Before. They're down 5-0 now, but they've won four straight. Yeah, but that's four straight. That's still, I mean, look at the previous 10 games before that. 5-5, five and five, so yes. Yeah, yeah, they're in, yeah. Houston's 5-5 so. five and five in the last 10 games, too. Yeah, so both of these teams are going to be on the iffy side of things. I think. But I, I think they're too far ahead of, well, Seattle's really hot right now. They've won three straight in their eight and ten in the last ten games, but mm-hmm. they're six back. Yeah. So But they're not in the same division. Yes they are. They are it Seattle. Goes Texas. Oh you're right. Houston and Seattle. Oh you're right. Seattle is two and a half back of the wild card. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't I don't think Seattle's good enough to win that division. If Seattle gets in, they're in a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. They're I do. two and a half back of Toronto right now. I do agree with that. What else all right. So so let's talk about the Tigers for a second. The Tigers, Rodriguez rejected the trade from from the Dodgers, but that has to do with more of the money side of what Rodriguez was looking for, and he wanted the Dodgers to pick up the extension, the right. extension of the, of the tab, and the Dodgers wouldn't do it. So in some ways, some people consider Rodriguez a selfish little brat. But in reality, you have to protect your money. If you're going to protect your money and not go to a World Series contention, which tells you one thing, is that most of these Major League Baseball players don't care about the World Series. 
So because if this was Rodriguez 30, 40 years ago, and he was an and he was an American for the last five, six years, he would attach to a team or to a city and then made it that that city would be his to be one. But now with all these trades and free agencies and all that, there's no sense of loyalty. So a lot of these billionaires, millionaire baseball players are leaving teams. So since we're talking about, I mean, obviously Rodriguez is going to stay, but since we're talking about the Tigers, Michael Lorenzen goes to the Philly Phillies and they win and he gets the win on his first start. This just happened yesterday that I didn't know until now. Tigers claim lefty reliever off waivers from the Phillies. Andrew Velquez, I guess Velquez was in AAA. Um, so now he's going to become a Tiger. Tigers need as much help as possible for pitching. I mean, they got Matt Manning, you got Screwball, who's pitched today against the Tampa Bay Rays. Was it Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah. And the Tigers won. Scuba came back. I mean, he's better than what he was in the past. But, I mean, sometimes I think the Rays are a little bit coasting. They should be more concerned about the fact that just because they have such a big lead or it's because their team is so good, this is quite the same thing that happens to the Rays. They start hot. They get cold. They get warm. They get lukewarm, and then they get hot again for a second. But by the end of the year, they don't either make the playoffs or they just make the playoffs or they don't do nothing in the playoffs, which I don't. This is one thing about, about the, the good ten, old Rays. Yeah, and this is something that I would really be for. All right. So since no one goes to the Tampa Bay Rays games, does it really matter? No, but if you're a Tampa Bay teenager or you spend 140 bucks for a ticket of four for a family to watch the Rays and they don't make the playoffs, I mean, that's not really baseball. I don't even know why they're even in the, in the baseball. I don't even know why they even have a baseball team. If you're a good team and you don't make the playoffs or you don't win a World Series. Well, the Rays are going to make the playoffs, right? You think so? Well, I don't know. But speaking of this game, you're back online with that game. Texas Rangers came back. They were five, five down from the Miami Marlins. But this is something no, about five, five. That's ten runs. Yeah. So this is something that I don't like about baseball. I don't like how you go down by five and then you come back by five. And I just feel like, I just feel like these pitchers only have two pitches. It's either the fastball or the curveball or a slider, or something that's relatively fast but not quick enough to go past the batter. I don't that's one thing I don't like about it. So I don't know. Sean doesn't really you care that these games go like that. I mean I just I mean I, I'm so I like good baseball but it's not what it used to be. I'd I like the pitching duels more. Yeah, I mean I just I mean th- we're getting we're getting football scores sometimes. The Cubs Okay, we need to talk about this for a second here. The right. Cubs scored 36 fucking runs in two games this yeah. week. It was, yeah. I think it was Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. 36 runs. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, why? Why? See, that's, to me, it's just not baseball. I mean, your pitching staff is that and I bad. think it was against the Reds, too, so it, was a good, it, wasn't a, it wasn't like the Oakland A's, but, yeah. you know, to score 36 runs yeah, I mean, in two that, games? Yeah, that's – I mean, look – 30 years ago, the Cubs couldn't score 10 runs in four games. And they were a bottom feeder. Yeah, and people still went to see the Cubs. But now, you know what's They were funny. like the sucker fish. Yeah. The, the um, black man's, uh, uh, basically, white man's perch. Like, white man's perch is a very good fish or, you know, well, a sucker fish is one of the shittiest fish in the, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. But look. Look, I don't understand that analogy that you put in there, but I'm just. I was saying that the Cubs suck. Yeah, the Cubs did suck. Now, but the thing now is, now they are so-so. But you know what I think about? It's weird about the Cubs is that 40 years ago, rain, snow, sleet, whatever, people would have still been there in the games. I, we, I, we were just watching the game, and they're playing. Who, who are they playing today? Who did they play? Cubs and the they won, didn't they? and the Braves. Right? 
Yeah, the final score was eight to six. They were up eight to three, but the yeah. final score was eight to six. But look at this. Look at this. In the rain. Well, they lost eight to zero yesterday. Yeah. But in the rain today, Saturday, August 5, there were hardly anyone in the game. And they ended up winning the game, and it's not like they're not out of the playoff hunt. They're only like three and a half out from the division and maybe five games out of the wild card. Yeah. So does this mean, does this mean that the Cub fan base has finally turned on the Cubs? Does this mean that because the Cubs won a World Series, does this mean the fan base don't care? Actually, quote myself wrong. Cubs are one and a half out of the division behind the Cincinnati Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. One and a half after being down 14. Yeah. I mean, this is amazing. Like 20, 30 years ago, there's no way in hell. And they're one and a half out of the wild card. Like yeah, the Cubs might make the playoffs. There's just no way in hell the Cubs would have made this type of run 30, 40 years ago. And remember, no. 40 years ago, they used to have Greg Maddox. On the team. This is crazy. Well, they had Greg Maddox. They had L. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, you probably don't. L. Lighter. Yeah. Like that. I mean. But this is so weird because, I mean, you have never seen the Tigers or the Cubs come back from a 14-game deficit in the second half. You would have never the saw season. the Baltimore Orioles either. No, I know. Even though – even though the Baltimore Royals did win, I mean, Baltimore Orioles did win the World Series in 1983, which I didn't even know that until MLB made like a relapse or recap of the Orioles winning championships World Series. So that's something to think about. So this is good for Baltimore that they're finally putting things back together. That city really needs help. So, so you know... I'm on, I think we're just going to talk about a little bit about this Nate Diaz and Jake Paul thing. The fight tonight? Yeah, and I think, and by the time people hear this, either one or the other is going to win. But I must say this. Nate Diaz should win this fight, but he's almost too old. I hope Diaz does win this fight because I think Logan Paul and John... Are both Pauls are a freaking joke. Like, yeah, yeah. You want to know what the problem with this is, though? They oh, were, this is boxing. It's not... Sorry, this isn't UFC, so I can't use that analogy. I was about to say that it could be rigged because... It could be UFC rigged. is incorporated with um, WWE. I don't think boxing is incorporated with WWE. Wait a second. Aren't they not fighting? Oh, they're not fighting. Oh, that's a boxing fight. See, this is so dumb. Because Diaz is not a boxer. Diaz is an MMA fighter. This is all. I mean, I want to know how much Diaz is getting paid just to participate. Because Paul is a boxer. Yeah. So this, to me, is dumb. I mean, you're taking someone out of, out of his element, which well, is Diaz. Look how, but that's the same thing they did with Conor McGregor, and he hung tough. But you knew that deep yeah. down inside that Mayweather was going to win. Yeah, of course. It's a two-different fight. Yeah. I you mean, throw. I mean, if you throw Paul into the UFC ring, he probably loses. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, but it's people, a whole different story. But box, no boxer is going to go into the UFC ring. A UFC yeah. fighter is only is always going to have to come out, right? Don't yeah. you think? Am I wrong? Yeah. 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 I don't watch much of this, but I mean, it's intriguing that you've never seen a boxer say, "Okay." I'll come fight you. Or you've never seen Mayweather. Like, oh, well, let's go into Conor's cage. That would just be fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that should be, yeah, that's dumb. See, think about that. If Mayweather were not going to participate in a UFC fight, why should even Nate Diaz even consider going into a boxing ring? Because he's not a boxer. He doesn't fight with his hands. He fights by scrapping and taking the guys down and submission moves. I mean, that's something that you're gonna take away from him, and I just, I think, I just feel like this is all rigged. I feel like this Jake Paul boxing match is just a way to make money for pay per view. That's that. It doesn't matter who wins or loses. It matters how much money pay per view will make. That's what the boy is down to it, and this is why I don't even support this crap. I really don't. I just. Don't. So I hope Diaz wins. 
But because we're unboxing, and this is people, if you did not, we're not on Google this week, or if you were not, it didn't even make Wood TV, it didn't make local news, it made Google um, and ESPN. One of the greatest boxers of motherfucking time, before I mention his name, is going to train Francis Nagano. I probably butchered his name. It's N-G-A-N-N-O-U. Before this guy goes up against Fury. Oh. And everybody, if you're a boxing fan, knows who Fury is. This guy is a beast. An absolute beast. I don't think he's lost a match yet. He is insane. Yeah. I don't know how big this 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 African American boxer is um Francis. I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm only gonna call him Francis. But I'm about to say the name that is going to train him. Francis has a shot. He now has a shot to legitimately put Fury on the ground. He's going to have Mike Tyson train him. Yeah, it's man. a whole new ball game. Well, okay. I wouldn't take a punch from Mike Tyson, and I wouldn't go into a ring for 20 seconds, even though he's 55 years old. You wouldn't take. I a, would get my ass kicked. You wouldn't take a million dollars to get punched by Mike Tyson? Be a fucking vegetable. Well, who says you might be? Well, you are kind you of. You better like, protect your face. Yeah, you, you kind of are a little vegetable sometimes. If, okay, if it was 20 <laughs> seconds for a million dollars, and... I didn't have to throw a punch and I was allowed to do this the whole time and protect my face and just get gut punched. I'm still going to have broken ribs. So is it worth it? I don't know. I wouldn't do it. I already got one bad hand. I don't need two. And I don't want to need a And you wouldn't be able to block it, buddy. You'd be getting knocked to the ground on the left side. I know. I mean, a punch, hurt. one punch from Mike Tyson at 55 years old. Yeah. I mean, even if you were trying to bounce from one to side, he would probably trap you at one point. Well, you know, one thing about Mike Tyson, though, that people overlook, and everyone talks about how strong Mike Tyson's punches are, but the way that he was trained to fight was, was to duck and to move his head constantly and to maneuver his body constantly and never stand in the same spot. And he was trained to never keep your head in the same spot. So this is going to be an interesting trainer because not only do you have one of the strongest fighters of all time and one of the quickest knockout fighters of all time, but now you're going to get a guy that has been trained in the 80s by that famous boxing trainer. Who is that guy's name? what who's that guy's name is his name is cust demanto this guy is a legendary 1980s in the 80s that's who mike tyson trained i mean who who trained mike tyson so now he's gonna get all this feed from what cust taught him how to fight so this is gonna be really really interesting to see if mike tyson's maturity level can translate to teach other fighters or other young kids how to fight if this goes well for for this kid francis against furry mike tyson has a new job and you know what i'm gonna tell you this mike tyson may not always been the best example for your children or whatever but he'll give you the best example in you in in life as a person who struggled on the street of new york and he got lucky that he got trained by one of the best trainers in boxing world history and this is going to be a new element of truth for this tyson and this francis kid is going to get a one-on-one course on how to fight so good luck to francis good luck to mike tyson uh good luck to nate diaz i don't even know why you're trying to fight a guy that's going to probably beat you in about six rounds i'm going to say Six rounds again. The fight's gonna be over. I think Jake Paul will. Jake Paul will win. I don't know why I'm gonna say that, but I mean it doesn't make sense. You think 
you think that Nate Diaz should to should have better hands or better speed, but there's probably Jake, a ten twelve year difference too, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, Jake Paul is so much younger, so you know, I just I don't feel like Nate Diaz is going to come close to this fight. All right, women's the women's World Cup. So the surprise here is that Sweden, who lost to Japan, has now beaten. I'm sorry. Here we go. No, Sweden's the number one seed. Yeah. in their conference. No, but they beat. But they beat. No, I'm sorry. Here we go. Here we go. What am I looking at? What am I looking at? This is All a right. trap. This is yeah. a trap game for USA. Like yeah. USA is number two, and they drew a really tough draw, oh, yeah. which. It's going to be a tough one. It yeah. starts at 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. Yeah. And honestly, they might get bounced. Yeah. Well, no, actually. Sweden's favored. Well, actually, they. The United States have made it in the 16, the League of 16 now. So, the, yeah, you're right. They might get bounced. But Spain and Japan are the hot, hot team right now. Spain beat Switzerland last night or this morning. And then Japan beat. Norway last night or this morning, whatever time you're listening to this, it would have been two days ago by the time you listen to it. But yeah, you're right. USA against Sweden, it's gonna be it's a, a tough test. matchup. It's gonna be a test. And we so, haven't played our best ball. No, no, and we, I don't know, if we will ever, ever. I don't think that we're ever getting to that level ever again. I think where they just, won three out of four. Yeah, but I just feel like in the next ten, twelve years. We're going to be good, but we're not going to be the favorite anymore. I think well, it's just like how if we want to switch stuff to look at how much the USA used to dominate in the gold cup or the gold medal in the end in basketball. Yeah. Now we're dog shit, dude. We're lucky if we get third fucking place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, that, this is going to be good. Your ball is better than the American ball. Yeah. Yeah. At least in soccer and basketball. Yeah. That's true. That's true. One NBA news, Anthony Davis has got an extension of $186 million that goes through 2028. With the Lakers. Yeah. So what does that mean for the Lakers? It means means nothing. They still suck. So, well, you know, you got LeBron still. Yeah, how that would turn out for him this year. Yeah, but they got new trades, got new team, putting things together. But do you really think Davis is that good without LeBron? No. I mean, the Joker's better and Bede's better. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But breaking news, that was not the only thing that happened in the NBA. Because last night, Ricky, a.k.a. this morning, Ricky Rubio, which was a Spain player that was drafted in the top five and then whatever, decided to retire today because he kind of – I guess it's either emotionally or mental issues that he just doesn't want to play the game anymore. But he was in the league for 12 years. So he retired Wasn't at Cleveland. Who did he get drafted by? Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes. You know what? A lot of pressure on those kids coming out to America. It's probably supposed to be the greatest thing ever. And then he and Darko. He 12 years. Yeah. Do not compare Ricky Rubio to motherfucking Darko Milicek. What there will be no one. Other than Anthony motherfucking Bennett, that was the number one pick by the Cleveland Cavs a couple years ago, or before the Darko thing. Anthony Bennett and Darko Milicek are the worst two draft picks in the NBA. Okay. Okay. Those two compared to the Ryan Leaf motherfucking bust. Yeah. Yeah. But you want to know what Ryan Leaf can always say? What? He beat the University of Michigan in a bowl game. Yes, that's for true. the Washington State Cougars. Yeah, I love it. All right, I guess we're talking about college football. So guess Might what? Might as well. Guess what, folks? <laughs> the Big Ten is now the Big Hundred and Million Teams. It went from the Big Ten to the Big Eleven to the Big Fourteen to the Big Motherfucking Eighteen. Yeah. So Wait. who are the new four teams? Because they wanted to destroy the fucking Pac Ten. No. No, you gotta really think about this. All right. All right, so we got Oregon, we got UCLA, we got Washington, and USC, and USC. Four known teams, four big teams. Yes, but you know what this means, though. 
is that the Pac-12 it doesn't exist as of right now because Cause Arizona State started because they signed with the Big Twelve and Arizona State went to the Big Twelve just now. Well, last night. Last night. Yeah. yeah so and somebody else did too. But. So something, something with the money line of the Peg Twelve was ruined, and I think it has to be the distribution of the money based on the teams itself. So I wonder, like, this is what I really wonder. I really wonder if the teams like USC and the team like Oregon, they receive the most money and the most airtime. Or there was a team in the US, or maybe like Stanford had the most money coming in. And so they were doing all the airtime. It'd be like, it'd be like this. It'd be like if Ohio State and Michigan were the only teams that would be aired on TV at particular times of the, of the schedule, and they receive the most amount of money because Ohio State and Michigan are bringing in the most money. So you bringing kinda, that's what I think happened. You bringing up this airtime thing because you had a very good point last night or two nights ago. Anyone that's a Michigan State fan, a Michigan fan, or let's just talk fucking East Coast and Midwest. We are not, if you're on the if you're on the east coast of the Midwest, we are now every time we go out west, we're talking about a three hour difference. Yeah. Our game is gonna start at ten. If you're in Minnesota or Wisconsin or Nebraska, you're two hours behind or one hour behind. Like yeah. the game has changed. And that's only a minor thing. But you, the one point that I really like that you brought up that I want to bring up on air is okay, the Michigans the Ohio State um, and Penn State, uh, maybe those are the only three teams that I can mention. I don't want to mention Michigan State. I don't want to mention Wisconsin. I don't want to mention Iowa. I don't want to mention anybody else right now other than, and I'm a diehard Spartan fan, but I'm, I'm gonna, this is something that's got to be said. Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State are the only three teams that are going to be able to contend with that whole different option bullshit west coast throw the air go for the two-point conversion not michigan state michigan state might be able to a little bit but you throw in northwestern you throw in Rutgers, you throw in maryland you throw in illinois you throw in slow down iowa and wisconsin it's going to be a joke those teams are going to get blown out of the water 35 to 0 maybe even 52 to 7 i would say this I would agree with you to a certain extent, but I'm going to say this. But you have to agree, those for the three teams that I mentioned yeah. are probably the only three that can contend with that West Coast okay, shit. But this is what, but this is what could happen, though. This means that there will be team, there will be guys coming from the West Coast signing on to maybe not just Michigan and Michigan State. I mean, not just to Michigan or into Ohio State, but this could be good for like teams like Michigan State or Penn State. Because you might be able to get the draft, yeah, the recruits from West Coast. Yeah, because you, because you can't recruit all the players. But this is what all right. But this point. is not. This isn't just a big deal for the us Big Ten people, the original Big Ten. There are going to be people on the West Coast who are not going to want to watch the game at ten o'clock in the morning, and the game starts at one. Or let's say the oh, game wait, starts at twelve and it's wait, at nine. Nine. So this says the same thing to all the people on the West Coast. So why would anybody on the West Coast on a Saturday morning get up at 8.30, eat breakfast, and then watch the game? I mean, I can't, be, I can't imagine being a West Coast student from USC or UCLA or Oregon. And you go out and party on a Friday night, and then the next morning you're like, Oh, I gotta watch this game. And you're so you you're so used to having an afternoon game. Yeah, so this is gonna be a big bad thing for for both. So how will the coasts. student section be at these universities on It'll the be day? Be blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about us. Think about us. Do I mean I can see maybe two? I mean maybe one third of Michigan and Ohio State students flying out because they have money because mom and dad have extra money to fly them out. Northwestern, if they wanted to go there. Yeah, but. Think about Michigan's day. I mean, look, look at maybe Wisconsin. I mean, I, I just don't see the middle, the Midwest kids like Wisconsin and Iowa kids. You won't see and Trent. Illinois. How about Illinois? Illinois middle of the country. Yeah, 
Illinois isn't going to fly out their students to go see a game in California. Well, you're not going to even see. I mean, Michigan will, Ohio State will. You're not going to see hardly any of the teams actually travel to these stadiums. Yeah, I mean, unless I just, they decide that they'll pick one of the twelve on a road trip. But you know what's going to suck? You know what's going to happen? I'm going to be so pissed off about this. I'm going to be pissed. It's going to be played in a neutral zone, and I fucking hate that. What do you mean neutral zone? Neutral place. All Every the, game? No, so we're going to go play no, at the Ford? No, like sometimes. Like, you know, be some, some stupid in the middle of the fucking country, and then like, hey, on Saturday Night Football on ABC, we got, the Chargers or we got Oregon against Michigan in some weird-ass place in Arizona. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. See, that's going and then you know, the, having a home court advantage on playing at home is a crucial for any sports, especially football and basketball, and even baseball. I mean, and that's what's going to piss me off. You know, the SEC does this a lot to Auburn and to Alabama and to Georgia, Georgia. and all those teams in the SEC. Sometimes they don't even play at home. They go. We're going to play in the Georgia Dome. We're going to play where the Atlanta Falcons play. And, we, and we, you know what? In Detroit Lions Stadium, is smaller than smaller than Ann Arbor. So why the hell would you even go to Detroit? It might even be smaller than Michigan State, or it might be just exactly the same amount. But you know what's going to happen is that there'll be a home game for Michigan State, and USC is going to show up, and then instead of playing at Michigan State, they're going to play in the Ford Field just so that they can – Add an extra 20,000 feet. People. Well. And you know what's going to suck? Is that they're going to take the elements away from you guys because it could snow, it could be sleet, it could be raining. You know what? The West Coast does that rain. That does suck because if, if you can get used, think about that. That's a positive to the, the Midwest. If, we, if your schedule falls on a USC, a UCLA, or an Oregon, yeah. having to play in hardcore snow, yeah. cold, Sloppy. It can flip yeah. to even a shitty team. Yeah. I mean, that to me is just going to make... They better not do that. Yeah, they, they are going to do that. And that's what's going to suck. That's going to suck for you guys. I, I, I hope you're wrong, but you're probably right. That's going to suck because like teams like Iowa are going to need those games in Iowa. It's cold. So the, so they what about need, Minnesota? Yeah, that's The too. negative 12 degrees where you got to bundle up. Yeah. Or the Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah. A November, December game. Yeah. UCLA, USC has to come to town. Yeah. And you know I what? would purposely schedule those fuckers in the freezing cold. Yeah. But you know what I think? But that, if you do it at Lambeau Field, it's still outside. Yeah, so you can take that game to... Uh, so they can't use that as an excuse. Yeah, you can take uh, so Wisconsin. So they can still screw them over. Hell yeah, you can take Wisconsin and f- drive them an hour and a half to, to Green Bay or wherever how long it is from Madison. But this is what this is what's... Wrong with sports right now. It's becoming way too much about money and not enough about this game in itself. Look, if if people really want to watch the Pac-12 and watch, you know what? And the, if people want to watch Pac-12 and watch Oregon against Oregon State, I would watch that game and stay up late because it's a rivalry game. Because everybody loves the Beavers. That's crazy. So I have a, but here's the thing. But that's oh, this is another thing. There's another thing. If you were, what are you going to do with with the West Coast home home uh, competition? Oregon State against Oregon, uh, Washington State against Washington. Now you're not don't an option. It. Now you don't have that anymore. So, so all these people in the in the in the West Coast, their rivalry is completely. Well, that's what diminished. happened when Nebraska left Colorado in the Big Twelve. Yeah. So here's the crazy thing, though. I know I've only known you for six years, but basically, say even six years ago or even 10 years ago, I would have never thought having a conversation that the Pac-12 was destroyed. I know. This is a Power 5 conference. I would have thought the Mountain West would have been destroyed. The, the WAC, the... Um, Atlantic 10, mm-hmm. the one with Cincinnati and yeah. Memphis and yeah. and all of that. How the hell is the Pac-12 gone and you still got the Mountain fucking West and the MEAC and the fucking Missouri Valley and the school of the motherfucking blind? Look, I want to tell you this. 
I've said this earlier in the, in this section, but I really do think it's about airtime. Because this is what happens to the West Coast, the Pac-12. By the time that Michigan, Michigan State, or Michigan, Ohio State, or whatever, Ohio State and Illinois, or Ohio State and Wisconsin, if they play a 7 o'clock game and this game's over by 10 o'clock, most of those fan base, most of those people, are what? Going to bed or going getting drunk. All the college kids are going that they're not going to watch the West Coast. Like, I... I only watch the USC games or the against Notre Dame or USC against Stanford or whatever. But when I was in my 20s, I hardly ever watched any of those games because of the West Coast. So I was always out and about doing my thing. The only so this is what I think this is part of the reason why the pack why these teams are going to the Big Ten because now they're going to have half the air now they're going to have half the games during the during the day. So now people go and pay attention to him. And USC used to be a powerhouse with uh, with uh, with Marcus Allen and all those guys, even uh, the running back Reggie Bush and all that. Matt Leinhardt. Yeah, Jesse Palmer. Yeah, I remember twenty years ago when that when that team was relevant. Then people would watch those games at ten ten thirty, or even after they were done watching. The Michigan Ohio State or Ohio State against Illinois, but to be honest with you, a lot of the teams like USC and all that they should really be independent, like Notre Dame, because they are the ones who have to play. You're bringing up Notre Dame, look at what's going to happen to them. They're not going to have the Stanford rival. They're yeah, not they will have, because yeah, they will because Stanford's. They can't gonna, get, They're not going to be able to schedule USC. Well, why not? Because you know what? I bet you a hundred bucks. That they'll keep that game for that for those two teams. Because you got to have the condoms versus the, the tro. You got to have the condoms versus the Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But think about this. Think about this. So this means Notre Dame won't play Michigan or Michigan State or Ohio State. They will play them eventually because we got them in like five or seven years, right? That contract's already in there. Okay, but after that contract's over, yeah, depending over. on how bad this goes, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that the Mountaineer Conference. Is going to replace the Pac-12 and half these teams. I feel like in in four years from now, this con this contract that they have with Michigan right now for four years, I feel like if they're losing money, they'll figure something out so that they still have this. You know, the number one Mountain West team is Boise State. No, I mean that that conference is shit. No, but I'm saying I'm saying that a lot of these teams like Arizona and I feel like I have a feeling that we're not going to be able to keep. UCLA, USC, USC, and the other conference, and the other three teams, we might be able to only keep two or three of them in our conference, but eventually they're going to figure out that there's just not enough uh, competition. Well, there's too much competition in one in one division, but they're not going to be able to play each other. So this, so the BS or the SB or the uh, BCS polls, polls, the bowl or whatever, they're not like. We can't tell who's the winner, who's the loser in this conference, because USC, Michigan, Ohio State, all these teams who, good. who play each other may have exactly the same record between them all four or five of them. So instead of having like Ohio State, Michigan being the number one and two team, now you're gonna have Ohio State, Michigan, USC, USA, LA. They so all I'm gonna play, have the same record. As much as I hate that they're coming to our thing. I'm going to play devil's advocate because for one second. The fans on the Midwest are going to see some mother effing talent. What I mean by that is Los Angeles produces a lot of effing talent. Yeah. California produces a lot of effing talent. That's where all the balls came from and all this stuff. And mark these words. Who are we going to have in the love? I'm switching sports for a second. But who are we going to have in Ann Arbor? Who are we going to have in East Lansing in a year and a half? We are going to have LeBron James, and we are going to have Bronny James because he's going to USC. We will have Bronny James coming to East Lansing and Bronny James coming to Ann Arbor. Actually, I don't know that's going to happen. The heart condition. He might, he might be done, dude. Just because, no, he's not done because he's going to stop popping pills. Well, I'm just saying, I just feel like... I just and Bronny feel, James is overrated anyway, but just like but, the atmosphere of LeBron coming. Not everyone can recover from that shit. So, I mean, I really don't. I really. I, Andre's I really don't phone know. is blowing up with ping. 
But anyway, yeah. it's going to be an absolute, as most of a fan, if you're a fan of sports, 18, is, te- 18 team sucks. Like if you're it truly te- sucks. Like if you're a teenage kid who is in, or a preteen who's like 11 and 12 or you're 15, 16 year old and you're playing college, I mean you're playing for sports, you're going to love it. You're going to be up all night watching this stuff. People like my age. When we have to go to work on Sunday morning, we'd be like, oh, Do you want to watch our alumni, uh, Michigan State, or you want to watch the team that you root for, Michigan? You have to be playing at freaking 10 o'clock and doesn't get over until effing 1.30? Yeah. And we got to be up at 5.15? Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be nuts. This is going to be nuts because people my age are just going like, oh, my gosh. At least we, have, we, at least we have to wait a year. But you know, you, one more year we get to have to wait for this. Yeah. But this is – oh. Here's another thing I think is going to happen, by the way. By, by the way, I really think that when these teams come here, they're, they're, they're going to branch out into December. Remember how December, there's no football for college football until the bowl games? I think they're going to extend the season. I think, I think that's the reason. So instead of 12 games, we're going to go 14? 14 or 15. We're still going to miss four games, but okay. Yeah, but this is this way. And I... Yeah, I really do think I really well. This is what no, I think I think the playoffs. They were talking about the playoffs be extended to like sixteen teams. Right now it's four, and they'll probably have to go to eight first. Yeah, go eight, but they're gonna go to sixteen, which would be good because this be like the NFL's bullshit. Yeah, so this is gonna be turned out to be like, and then that way they can especially just, last year. I mean, there was some. I mean, a lot of conspiracy. You know that. It should have been at least eight. I mean, yeah. Well, well, I remember. This is funny. I remember when Jim Harbaugh, before he this team started doing anything, he said, "Hey, we should extend the playoff thing." And I had to email him. No, I had a, I did a Twitter page. No, I sent him a message through Twitter because he's got a Twitter page, which is probably just his part-time Michigan thing that he puts on there. And I said. How can you ask for an extension when we can't even get to the playoffs? And I made that point, and then the following year, they make the playoffs, which I think is funny because Jim Harbaugh is asking for what he wants, and this is what he's wanting. But this is going to be tough for Jim because now Jim – Yeah, especially when he's suspended for four games for giving out cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Hey, man, I'll tell you what, Jim. I'm going to buy you that cheeseburger back. And then you can come to my apartment and we can watch Michigan together with my buddy Sean. He loves you. Sean loves you. No, I don't love any of especially your khakis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm serious. I love the Big Ten. Now we have Big 18 or 16. 16 or 18, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I feel like basically, I feel like we should have just do it just like the NFL. 17 weeks of the season and call it good. But this is going to be bad for the NFL. We have to go. I mean, with adding this many teams, though, you agree, no no non-conference teams. We're not no. playing any non-conference. You it's got to be straight in your conference. You can't. You just can't. But that won't be. But that, that's, will, that but, will not be implemented on the first season, I guarantee it. But I tell you, that's what might happen, though. Instead, This is what should happen. No, all right. This is what should happen. Those teams that you're supposed to play non-conference should be because now it's the huge SEC and the huge Big Ten. Those teams should be cross-playing each other, like the ACC Challenge or the SEC Challenge. Yes. SEC Big Ten Challenge of basketball, or SEC versus yes. yeah, yes, Big yes. Twelve. So yes. SEC should play Big Twelve, or no, we should the play SEC. Yeah, and the Big Twelve should go up against the ACC. Yes. Yes, because this is what... Then we might see like some teams is, have two losses. Yes, well, we will because because we know I, like, as much as I love Michigan... And Alabama can't play fucking Citadel in the last game of the fucking season or the third uh, get last game. Yeah. The, the D... Uh, no, D3 mother effing school and yeah. beat them 55 nothing. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, they can't. They just can't. Yeah, this is going to be... This is what they should do. This is what they should have been done 20 years ago. 
Now that's big conference, but the fact that Alabama, Tennessee, Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn, all these teams should be playing each other. Oregon, Oregon State, Washington. Or, or they should have been playing since we're at eight or six, going to sixteen. Why don't we just make it like the NCAA tournament eventually and put like six thirty-two or sixty-four in? Everybody loves that. Well, I think the problem with that is that football is too physical. So you the, the recovery time is in there. You couldn't do it in two days. We'd be playing all the way to February. You're right. Yeah, the, the recovery time when football is just too much recovery time. So you'll never get over 16 probably. No, no, you just can't. You would have to go to only eight games playoffs. You just couldn't do it. But I'm going to say this. It's not going to be like the – it's not going to be like March Madness. It'd be like – It'd be it'd be just similar to the NFL playoffs, where you know you're just going to have certain teams make the playoffs, and if those teams make the playoffs, those teams will be participating in those bowl games. Those bowl games are going to be the playoff games, but yeah, all right, folks, we're going to end it right there because because I have people coming over, and and show USA, yeah. Go USA. Sean's a little tired. He might have to get a pacifier and take a nap. No. So, thank you for listening to Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Uh, tell us what you think about the Big Ten turning into Big Million and the Pac-12 turning into negative zero. And uh, and uh, Notre Dame, don't be uh, don't be scared to join a league. Because, you know, you guys couldn't win if you were in the ACC or the SEC. And you sure how couldn't beat us in the Big Ten no more. Because you would have to go through USC, Ohio State, Michigan, UCLA, Oregon. Oregon. You, I mean, if you, join the, if you join the Big Ten, you would never, ever have a bowl game ever they again. They could join the ACC and win. Yeah, That conference is pretty shitty right now. It's just Clemson. It's yeah. just Clemson. I, you know what? I really feel that would like, be the. I mean, if Notre Dame, if they, okay, if before we end, if they forced them, and I was the commissioner of Notre Dame or the president, I'd pick the ACC. Yeah. Because Clemson's the only team you have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll talk about that sooner or later again. We'll talk about more about the trades that happen. We'll see how we'll let the, these players from the M- MLB. Developing in their their new homes, and we'll go through those, and I'll complain about the scoring again, and so on and so forth. But thanks for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, Apple Podcast, Spotify. That's where you can listen to it. Thank you, Buzzsprout, for distributing my uh, podcast to the rest of the world. I'd like to thank the Tigers for trading players and not getting nothing out of it. I would like to thank. Rodriguez for staying and making it some relevant, every five games relevant. So that's got to be We're going to win one out of five games. And the Whitecaps might make the playoffs, so at least one Tigers organization might do something. But we might be talking in two weeks if they lose seven straight. So Yeah. All right. Peace, love, and uh, take Andre's care. Andre's mom. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs>